to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to Follow Up Friday. Mm-hmm. We are free ball. Free ball. Free ball. So, today. I mean, <laughs> and it's, it's sort of following up on, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the theme and the discussion that's been in the group this week. So, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, you know, I'm just going to roll with it. Yeah, we're just we're, so. ro- we're rolling with it. So, uh, yeah. So normally, sir, <clears throat> normally, Sir Ezra and I, we always, uh, you know, we 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 do we do a lot of ravens and everything. You guys send us emails and stuff like that, and we're still doing those today. But we're kind of going to focus a little more on the group, and uh, you know, normally our show is is super scripted, and uh, today we're gonna we're just yeah. we're we're kind of doing we wanted to do something a little, little free flowing here, you know, a little a little more yeah. a little more cash, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, like, how much more casual can you get than Lysa Aaron, you know, there? Oh, she know, just whips it theory. out. You know? Just whips <laughs> I mean, it out. Just whips casual. it out. Casual. You know, so I have to say, too, I'm, I'm glad that we're that we're recording this <clears throat> before that episode has been released. And here's yes. so full disclosure. We've had to kind of switch in how, how we, how we uh, record Fall Out Friday. So we normally look at the previous week's. Um, Ravens and the previous week's uh, Facebook group. Right. So I kind of thought before we uh, we've been waiting to do an episode where we just dive into the Facebook group and, and we just pull up and literally just go through the feed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we might want to do that before you know yeah, all we the better. comments start coming out <laughs> about uh, about Lysa Aaron. So, yeah, we, yeah, we we better. Uh, so uh, all right, well, uh, Sir Ezra, how you do? How you doing today? Uh, doing okay. You know, um, feeling motivated i'm feeling good i'm feeling uh, i've got a, a big conference coming up this week so that's right you're going on uh, a trip yeah i'm going uh i'm heading east actually so i'm going to massachusetts which i've never been there mm-hmm. it's one of the states i've never been to so yeah you gotta, uh, you gotta, you gotta you're gonna go hit up uh baston yeah you gotta go uh baston maybe you uh go to the bar and uh you know i don't yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's Sorry, I, that's, yeah, that's about that's the full right. extent of my uh, Baston accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I will actually I got a buddy who I might stop over there and see and an old uh, colleague uh, in Philadelphia too if I can figure out a way to finagle. Oh, I definitely down, I down definitely cannot direction. do it. I could definitely cannot do a Philadelphia a- accent. Yeah. Yeah, please don't. Yeah, I've, be, I've barely yeah. I've barely so, got a Boston one. I think I've already just eliminated uh, any any potential listener we'd ever have from there. So. <laughs> Yeah, we're, yeah, so that was Sir my, guys, uh, Baston yeah. accent there. Hey, you know, Sir Ezra wouldn't insult you guys like that. Okay, yeah. so stick around. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> no. All oh, right, well, that's good. That's that, yeah. that's that's good to hear. Uh, yeah, um, I am. Uh, you know, we record these on Sunday, so I'm getting ready to go back to the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. I'm a big, huge video game nerd, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Been talking to some other podcasters. Uh, it's cool just to talk about about podcasting. Hey, yeah, can can I ask you a question? What you think they'll ever do like an open world, you know, like Westeros or something where we can kind of just well, you know, uh, interesting enough. And let me, I'm a history guy. Let me give you a his, a quick history lesson, Sir Ezra. As okay. Sir Ezra, did you know a in 2011, 11, 11, 11, a very popular video game came out called The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Yeah, which I think a lot of people have heard of. That was originally supposed to be a um, Game of Thrones game. Oh yeah, yeah. You told that me that was, okay, that I've was, heard that was yep. originally, and then they then they shifted it uh, to, to 
to something else, but their own series, which of course I love. So Skyrim's great, but yeah, uh, I my God, I would love for them to create an L- a um, Game of Thrones game in that similar style. It'd be amazing. Huh? Yeah. Uh, actually, interesting note there on the, on the Skyrim connection because I need to. I started to play that back in the day with your recommendation, uh, Maluka, who does our outro. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a huge Skyrim. Uh, that's that's how that's how like I think most everyone on the internet has ever found her. She did she did a cover of the Skyrim song, and it has over like a hundred million views on YouTube. Like it's you know it's enormous or something. So. Yeah, actually, I think I'm gonna play a little bit. Or uh, this is some post edit for Matt, but I think we should play a little bit of that. You know, underneath what we're saying here. Because yeah, we could do that. It's, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. You might even just want to play a little bit of it and then yeah I can, I can let people yeah I can do that Thanks. we're free we're you know we're free flowing yeah here, you know I mean no I can whatever. Get, yeah for sure I can get that going and uh, actually it's speaking, so cool and it's speaking cool of which cover. normally we play Maluka as our outro but we had um oh man ah, yeah uh do we have them pulled here, up I get perhaps the, the name of them um these guys sent us a, a week, a week uh, like a couple weeks ago and I, I keep meaning to put it in the show and I want I will use it as the outro today uh, these guys said, "Hey, we just we did a cover of the Reigns of Castamere and just sent it to us, and it's really good. Actually, I was like, wow, this is awesome. I think it's your Solar. Yeah, um, I hope we're saying that's their that. Name, I, and I hope, I hope, Matthew. Yeah, I hope, I hope we're saying that correctly. But it's yeah, it's, he did a their a, their band did a full cover of Reigns of Castamere and sent it to us, and so uh, I will I will make sure to uh, put that as the outro to to the show. So." Yeah, yeah, it looks. Re- we listen to it. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome. So mm-hmm. it's a Matthew uh, Grabowski, and uh, I think they're called Your Solar. Yeah. So it's on YouTube. We'll once. Yeah, we'll have. We'll, we'll go ahead and play the. Um, like at the end of this, we'll play the outro, and then what I'll do is I'll post the YouTube link in the in the group too. So. Oh, for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. So um, yeah. So uh, trivia last week was won once again by our faithful. You know. Our, our, our what, what, yeah. bannerman, Lord Adam Parker. So yeah, he is, he, I mean, he is he is always he is always on top of the tri- on top of the trivia. Um, but I I keep saying, man, like everyone is firing those in within like minutes of each other or like seconds of each other. So mm-hmm. yeah, yep, yeah, that was a good one. What was it? Uh, over six hundred nights. Over six hundred nights. Yeah, we're actually we're new yeah. we're new knights for the Battle of the Blackwater. So. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, all right. Well, I mean, should we go ahead and throw out trivia for for this week? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sir. Yeah, sir. Ezra was actually give mine. Sir, actually, Sir Ezra was actually going to list this one. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. So, according to the World Health Organization, at what age should you discontinue breastfeeding? Mm Mm-hmm. Again, according to the World Health Organization, at what age should you continue uh, discontinue breastfeeding? I sorry, guys, I just can't get over. I mean, guys, I'm just going to say, if you're faithful listeners of our show, you'll know that we discussed that in in the in the Monday episode. There's actually a legit answer. Maybe you should throw in like a bonus reward for this person for Maybe. for answering uh, that question correctly. So, and again, we're just going off what you know, World Health Organization. It's not yeah. our recommendation. Hey, guys, I mean, you know, I'm just that's just what is what it is. You know. So the, it's it, we 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 were talking about it in the, in the show, so uh, yeah, there you go. Thought it, thought it was relevant. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> relevant. So all right. Yeah. And Sir Ezra actually said, "Okay, that'll be before we started." Said that'll be the joke trivia, but that's the actual trivia. 
So that's <laughs> what we're going with. Oh my gosh, dude. Dude, I thought you had something. Oh my no, god, uh, yeah, that's terrible. Nope, that's that. Oh, that's it. Fun. I did have something. So, um, all right. Okay. So, uh, real quick, I want to pull up something here. So, I uh, put in the announcements on the Facebook group. I put I put a uh, a picture and said, "Hey, if you guys all answer this, um, we will talk about it." So, I posted a picture of Melisandre's ruby, uh, like her neck, and she's wearing the, the ruby from the wiki. And I said, does the ruby itself has power, or is it is it simply a vassal for R'hllor? And uh, I got a yeah. handful of comments started started um, started some talking here. We have uh, uh, Jer- uh, Lord Jared uh, Gebhart of you know of House Gebhart here. Um, I think they need each other. They need uh, they need the wearer to believe if if some random person tried using it, it wouldn't work. Combined with someone who's practicing the magic, it becomes a powerful vassal for believers. Wow. So that's interesting. Huh. I think they need each other. Huh. Yeah. I, I, right. So if you were just if you're one of those guys who's collecting rubies uh, in the ruby ford, right, when mm-hmm. when Rhaegar uh, struck down. Uh, yeah. The, I mean, you get one of those. Does it all of a sudden have like this magical property, or do you have to, um, <clears throat> you know, figure out how do you unlock its power, right. or do you have to believe in it? As Sir Jared said, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah is it just the stone itself? You know, because you know, we, we every time they pop up, we we keep mentioning the rubies, um, and the sapphires. You know, and it's like, it's I'm sure it's just not any old sapphire that that will, you know have these magical properties it's like right this is good this is a good question i like this um okay uh lord james hunter the the foul mouth i feel like rubies in in that world do have power they seem to pop up everywhere i also feel like relor needed a uh, a vassal so what better vassal than a already powerful ruby so both lol oh okay actually i get what he's saying a little bit there so that the rubies themselves maybe have magical properties to them, you know, mm-hmm. can be used for whatever, and then that it was Relore who kind of needed, um, who chose the that that ruby as a way in which to communicate. I, I, so he's kind of saying both. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he's joking, but I think that's actually mm-hmm. kind of uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, Lady Jade here. Sure. I used to work in a silver shop that specialized in semi-precious stones. Ruby being a popular one. Uh, it is known that when ru- uh, rubbed on the skin, the ruby was thought to restore youth and vitality. The ruby is considered the stone of love, energy, passion, power, and a zest for life. It is known. I think in Game of Thrones <laughs> terms, the wearer needs to be connected to the stone for the power uh, within it to work. So both. So we're getting a lot of people saying here it's, 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 yeah. it's not just yeah. one way or the other. Um, Ghost of Harrenhal, Frozen Fire, aka Dragonglass, aka Obsidian, has great power even to those like Sam who don't know how to use it. The Whites, the Black Candle, and Old Town. I believe rubies fall at the other end of the precious gem spectrum. Sapphires, garnets, and rubies are all accentuated for hilts and exquisite jewelry, seeming uh, to the seemingly to those who know how to use them. Rhaegar and Melisandre's rubies, Tywin's garnets and rubies, that smith's uh, gigantic sapphire. Even Cersei is depicted with emeralds and a haughty lust for more. These stones have standalone power, even if their user is unaware. Yeah. 
I see that's where I kind of think. I kind of think that. Uh, well, I, I kind of agree with with a lot of what people are saying here. I do think that um, the ruby does have power in in itself. I do think that that it, it is a it is a magical stone. Um, but you know, you need you need a if you have a more powerful user, they can use it to its fullest abilities, right? Like it's like you know, yeah. I could I could get yeah. into an F one car and I could drive it really fast, but I am not a F one driver, so. That's kind of how. Okay. That's kind of how I, how I feel about it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, on a straightaway. Yeah, if you didn't have to really maneuver. You right. Could, yeah, I got this. Yeah. Let me just press down on the pedal and go. Yeah. Um, versus. Well, it's probably you know, it's probably it's probably a manual at which I'm terrible at driving. So. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So yeah. at least that first gear, well, yeah. I'm good. But. Well, so there you go. Those intricacies, right? Right. So. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I like that. I, I like the mention of the obsidian, um, the dragon glass, right? And that mm-hmm. it's something that you could just pick up and use, right? You know, it do, you don't really need to know. Maybe there's more to it. Maybe there are more. Um, Maybe only chosen people with with dragon glass, because the only people we actually see use the dragon glass against whites are John and Sam. Because we see John use the Sam. dragon glass, right? When in the in the show we see him use the dragon glass oh. when they take the white to Cersei and he says dragon glass will kill it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. In the in the show, I don't yep. think the, I don't think anyone else actually uses dragon glass specifically to kill one that we see. Is there? No. Uh. Uh-uh. I and I in the book it's just Sam as far as yeah. I can tell. We'll find out next season. But yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, just so you know, I was also a commenter in in this in this thread myself, and uh, I wanted to say, is that Melisandre? Like, what's up? I mean, take a look <laughs> at this. Guys. Hop, <laughs> yeah. hop in the group here, man. This is uh, this is great. I I love some of the artwork for for Game of Thrones stuff. It's it's fantastic. So uh, that's why I love the World of Ice and Fire book so much because you have such good um, drawings of the keeps, the castles, the mm-hmm. you know, the Targaryens, and what have you. So. Cool stuff. All right, awesome. Um, all right, let's let's uh, while you search for another thread there on the Facebook page, I'm gonna go ahead and read one of our ravens uh, okay. this week. Is that okay? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay. All right, so we have uh, Sir Gibbs, and Sir Gibbs may have posted some of this in the Facebook group. So if you come across this, um, Sir Matt, just just be aware. So he says, uh, so let's have a serious discussion about Peter Baelish. We constantly discuss the skeptical unknown of Gur's masterpiece, such as prophecies, magic. Weapons, dragons, giants, uh, children, people, and even, <clears throat> um, you know, people and even uh, who we think other small characters could actually be. Uh, even go so far as to discuss who's the best chess player in this Game of Thrones. So, um, so yeah, it says, uh, but a character I feel is not ever in the main discussion um, is Peter Baelish. I want to start with something that really is driving my brain crazy. In both the books and show, they quickly skim over who hired the cat spa to take out Bran Stark. Okay, I can buy this idea only if I know who set Joffrey up uh, to this task in the first place. So we—this oh, is something. This goes back to stuff we had talked about um, several weeks ago. So this right. is this is kind of fun. Um, up to the current knowledge given in both show and books, instances can be altered or interferences with a uh or interference done by uh blood raven bran and uh honestly anyone anyone else or anyone 
honestly, who all else knows? Right. Wait a second, let me reread that. Um, so up to the current knowledge given in both show and book, instances can be altered. Okay, so situations can be interfered with or altered uh, via Blood Raven, Bran, and and who knows? Sorry, um, not <laughs> can't read today. Um, this plan of the cat's paw is too smart for Joffrey to even think of himself. That's a good point. I like, yeah. Uh, he had no idea why Bran even had his accident, like catching his mom and uncle banging away. Sure, he could have hired this guy to kill Bran just to put him out of his misery. Okay, enough of that plan for a moment. When <clears throat> when Kat comes to King's Landing, Peter Baelish is way too interested in what she has to say and knowledge conveniently um, at his immediate disposal. And he has way too strong of an interest in the dagger, too. How does a man who may or may not have known of this incident with Bran have such a rapid-fire um, rapid fire answers to deflect all suspicion on Tyrion? Okay, so the thought, yeah, there is that, like, Cat shows up, and, Im- and immediately we have this, uh, we have an answer for everything. Right. You know, we're not we're not confused by anything. We have all the pieces. We know how to rebuff or to or, or to direct one way or the other. So uh, he, he's informed. And, and, and the other point that um, Sir Gibbs is making is that, like, supposedly he doesn't know about the um, the assassination attempt, right? So that's something that is, like, that was kind of kept, uh, the Lannisters have left, you know, uh, King Robert is gone, and that's something they kind of keep quiet, right? actually, you know? So that's something that they have a little meeting and they keep quiet on. So, all right, <clears throat> almost as if he had sent an informant to kick this off from the beginning of King Robert's journey to the north. Okay, so you know, even from the beginning. Uh, we later on in the series, uh, later on in the series, uh, we find out that Baelish did in fact have something to do with Lord Aaron's death before Robert heads north. Could it be possible that Baelish set in motion for Bran to be assassinated, whether he fell or not? We know he loves turning family against family, friend against friend, all while twiddling his damn thumbs and gets away with it. After Tyrion is released from custody, in Book 1, he goes back to King's Landing to serve as Hand of the King. He has a run-in with Baelish, uh, where cocky-faced Baelish uh, basically rubs this dagger in Tyrion's face and letting Tyrion know there's nothing he can do about what Peter has told Lady Stark. Baelish later plans to assassinate Joffrey, rescue Sansa, sail all the way to the Eyrie, kill Lady Lysa, uh, sell off Sansa's uh, hand. Um, oh, yeah, sell off Sansa's hand, uh, basically uh, J- Jane Poole, the maid, Jane Poole, uh, as Arya, and let's not forget the honorable mention of how he set up Tyrion uh, again to the fall to take the fall for the assassination of Joffrey. This guy's a fucking genius. Now, in the show, they do not truly get through how much of um, a hand he has, or how much of a hand he has in all of these power moves throughout the kingdom, and he is now dead. So yeah, again, show there. So they don't really get through. The show doesn't really do it justice, is what he's saying. There, right. You know, that uh, there's there's a lot that he's um that that he's he's he's, he's responsible for. So uh, this man has successfully to this point in the books, um, he has totally succeeded in getting away with all uh, he has done. He has pulled the wool over everyone's eyes too, except for Tyrion. 
Tyrion has had his his number uh, since their since their interaction. Once Tyrion is made hand of the king, so from that time when they first kind of met up there, Tyrion's got kind of Littlefinger's number. Um, and this is why I feel Baelish has needed to get rid of Tyrion since the start. He knows. Uh, oh, I see where he's going with this. Maybe is that he's kind of saying he's he's always maybe trying to set up Tyrion from the beginning <clears throat> yeah. with this, you know? Right. Um, okay, so, yeah, so he knows uh, Tyrion's wit, uh, and he knows that he's a threat. Baelish is one of the most well-written uh, shadow figures of this series. He kicks off a feud while sitting back and marveling at his accomplishments. So, with all of that said, here is my dream fan-filled idea of how he dies. Okay, so here we go. Um, I feel as though the only character in the books worthy of killing... Oh, here we go. Oh, <laughs> I feel as though the only character in the books worth worthy of killing him themselves would be who do you think it is, Sir Matt? Of killing uh Varus. Ah, you would think that, right? Yeah. Lady Stoneheart. He here says. we go. Lady Stoneheart. So um I believe she would just, and I get that. You know, the the relationship between Kat and and Peter, <clears throat> and you know, yeah. growing up. Yeah. So um I believe she would discover that, uh, uh, discover all that she knows, or d- discover all that um, show Sansa discovers. That's tough to read. Shows show Sansa. <laughs> uh, her heart has already been broken, so I don't feel as if Lady uh, Stoneheart will be uh, brokenhearted to learn Baelish killed John Aaron, set up Ned as uh, to have Cat to himself, then turn his back to her as well. Only to turn to Sansa. So, you know, um, yeah, Lady Stoneheart would. I think this would be something that you know would would. Uh, I think it would would upset her, you know. And I think she is someone who, as she learns more about Baelish, because we've wondered what is her role going to be. You know, who, right. who is she going to um, make a move against here? Yeah, you know. And you would think, you know, with the betrayal with the with um, House Frey. And and what have you that it would be more directed towards the Lannisters and what have you, but this uh, Peter Baelish um, assassination would be interesting. Uh, so let's see here. I believe that she will. Okay. So let's see, Lady Stoneheart. Yeah. Turn back to those. Okay. This ballsy son of a bitch has been the tooth. Has been the has been the uh, the cause of all of her loss and heartbreak. She, I believe, is going to be the one to execute him, and I think he will um, be burned alive as a sacrifice to Lady Stoneheart's newfound faith wow. in her lord. Well, there you go. Wow. Jiminy. Um, I am really anxious to see what you all think uh, about this and Baelish's shadow role amongst the book series, and of course, back to Lady Stoneheart. Uh, speaking of Lady Stoneheart, thoughts on how she would react uh, to learning that Ned's um, you know, secret uh, uh, nephew is Jon Snow, or not nephew, but just that uh, that Jon Snow is not actually, um, you know, Ned's son, um, and that he has been her nephew all this time, and that Ned, in fact, was totally faithful to her the whole time he was off to war. Okay, I'm done. Uh, enough, enough for uh, some rabbit hole material. Always love the show, Sir Gibbs, the Inquisitive. So, uh, question, Sir Matt, I, you know. Um, could you see Lady Stoneheart picking off Baelish? Yeah, I think that that would be much more rewarding than the way they did it in the show. 
because in the show, remember, Lady Hosonheart doesn't exist. So a lot of things are open for interpretation. I mean, yeah. you know, again, you and I have talked about that that season. It seems like they a lot of that Winterfell stuff that takes place is kind of just there because they need something to do with those characters. Like I have a well of everything yeah. that that's in the show that I think is not going to be there. I think that's going to be total the most different. Right. Well, I, yeah, I think that's some of the stuff that he's probably kept the most secret too. I don't know that he's, you know, and then also once you don't have Lady Stoneheart involved, I, I I'm guessing maybe he told, I don't know, you know, he told them that that's a part that they could kind of could cut out and work right. around or whatever. But you know, if she's not there, you know, I, I don't really know what the, what they can do. So I do think Lady Stoneheart is going to, and she's in the Riverlands, right? Isn't right. that where they're yep. kind of at? Like they're, mm-hmm. so th- she's with the Brotherhood Without Banners. They've kind of split, you know, we've talked about uh, um, Ned Dane, you know, Eddard Dane uh, heading back, you know, uh, to Starfall. And I think she may be on just this, you know, she's on this vengeful sort of, uh, I don't know, quest, you know, to either take out the Freys, take out the Lannisters. I don't know how she's going to find out about Baelish. You know what I mean? I don't know if, if she is going to be able to figure all this out. You know, that's that's the that's the piece right. that I think yeah, is, I, that, I that get I'm it. trying to wrap my head around is, is who, who would inform her um on 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 him you know unless it's uh brianne you know which which it could be lit like maybe lady brianne comes across you know a few um you know bits and pieces of information because she's supposed you know supposed to be hunting down Arya and sansa and uh maybe she you know kind of figures out some of this treachery that's going on so that's the bit i don't really know is that is like who can kind of tattle on littlefinger and who can who can tell us that he's been up to no good who knows what he's truly doing. Same sort of thing that I have with Varys. The person who could tell us a lot about what Varys is doing um, is Illyrio, you know? So, uh, uh, you know, if you looked at, uh, from Illyrio's point of view, if he's telling us uh, a bit of the story and fills in some of what Varys has done or is going to do, okay, I th- like there is a close relationship there and I can believe that. Now, if Sansa is that person, perhaps Sansa gets away and she maybe you know before she does she learns more and more from Baelish and uh, is able to kind of take some of that information and and relay it to other people then yeah I that's how it could maybe get back to back to Lady Stoneheart so but uh, yeah. it, and it also it'd be it'd be neat if she does figure figure out that um, John is not Ned's bastard right that would be neat to see the so reaction that, and see maybe so a, that a is actually. I, that would be a cool way for that to, would be like if that's what kills Lady Stoneheart. Like it's almost like she, you know, like when you think of like ghosts and spirits, right? Like they're there for a reason because there's like something left unsettled. Maybe, and you know, we 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 talk about how when you come back, you come back kind of different, right? Yeah. Like, you know, the funny thing is like Lady Cat comes back, and she's totally different, and it's totally like pet cemetery style. Like, and we know that, yeah, we know that Gurr yeah. is a huge fan of Stephen King. He's talked about him and stuff like that before. And that's what happens in Pet Cemetery, right? They bring back the cat, and the cat is totally different. You know, there's kind of that, like, par- yeah. there's kind of that parallel there. And so maybe she finds out that John is not Ned's, um, you know, son. And it's, and maybe that's like one of what gives her, like, relief and she dies. I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah. Or it like, allows that, that spirit to just, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. It'd be weird to see her go from this spooky, scary, you know, Lady Stoneheart to a warm, loving, like, oh, I'm, I'm at peace. I mean, she'd almost act like she has to die and go away at that right. point, you know. So, yeah, real interesting. I, I think Lady Stoneheart is one of the most fascinating pieces of of this uh, puzzle here that I have no idea how mm-hmm. how the Stark children are going to, you know, deal with their mother. Um, in, in the state that she's in, you know. Right. And it's just tough. You know, it's also like, what did Catelyn tell it? I mean, what did she, Catelyn Stark deserve? I mean, I, this is this is crazy. How does she get any, you know, um, we often think about Ned, you know, Eddard yeah. Stark, and, and him losing his head and what, what a good guy he is. But, like, like, like look at what, what she did. I mean, the, like, she, you know, frees Jamie Lannister just to protect her, her children, that family duty honor, you know, and she's trying to, rescued them it's like what did she des- do to deserve a, a comeback like this oh i know you know it's I mean, like yeah, she gets it's like I yeah mean, there's she... life but yet there's this uh something's wrong something's off you know it's uh barrett dundarian talked about losing himself and not forget but he's still at the core was this good hero like figure and man she just doesn't seem that way you know she's so different that the brotherhood splits and I, I don't know. It's it's weird, you know. So anyways, all right, Sir Gibbs, hey, thanks, man. Uh, this is, um, sorry I butchered some of the reading of that, but uh, I appreciate you sending sending that in, and I think that um, is good food for thought. So Yeah. All right, Sir Matt, you got uh, anything from the group there? Uh, yeah, from uh, Sir Robbie of Newcastle here. What does everyone think Rick and Stark's role will be in the books? I feel he was underutilized in the show, and I feel he may have a bigger role coming in the war, like uh, reunite in the war, like reuniting the North with his cousin Jon Snow. My question is based on the books. Uh, mm, some comments okay. here. Um, J.R. Uh, Lonergan, I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. I would say he might be the ultimate winner. Everyone else fights the war, he and he wins. Um, Adam Parker says King in the North. Um, uh, Zachar McAllister. Um, he will come back with Davos and spread the ways of Skagos uh, across the Seven Kingdoms. And then, uh, oh, Sir Sir Matt the Bud Knight. This seems like a good topic for Follow Up Friday. Uh, <laughs> and Sir Robbie of Newcastle. It does indeed. He will come back as a badass. Uh, uh, he will come back as badass as Prince Aemon the Dragon Knight. Wow! Yeah, Ghost of Harrenhal. Oh, he's gonna kick a lot of ass. Shaggy Dog's gonna bite a dragon in the face. Osha is a super fierce wildling who is a survivor. He'll be there when all the dust settles. Yeah. So, do you think it's gonna go at all like it's it, like it went in the show, Sir Matt? No, I feel like that was a. Uh, I I feel like that was kind of a, a quick way to get rid of Rickon and make it and like it was like you needed John to get out there. Right to where he could get in that position, they may do it. They may do it differently, um, in the in the show. Gotcha. Uh, or in the book, Lord Adam Parker. Sorry. Okay, the, if you click on there's there's actually a few more comments. There's like uh, six or seven more comments there. Um, Lord Adam Parker goes on to kind of say that uh, he figures that Jon Snow is is the the hope to be king. So Rickon is the flower growing in the ice wall. Okay. Dot, 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 hope. Yeah. Um, Robbie says, I think Rickon is going to return a boss. I think uh, he's he's been there at least. Um, 
what's he say? Two, ten to twelve years from the from the book, uh, book one to five. So when he eventually turns up, he's going to be at least eighteen. Wow, how long is the book series? That that makes that made me kind of. Uh, we'll have to look up. We'll have to look that up. Um, yeah, I think so it's yeah, only like, a hand. Like, I think we're only. It's only like three or four years in. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was wondering. Is it like uh, like how long? How 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 much of these characters aged? Right, is what I'm wondering from to the time of uh, Dance of Dragons. Right. So, so Rickon should only be we'll like six now. Like he's still a little kid. Well, wait. What's the original question here? So, um, that just Rick and uh, what, what, what will be his role books. in the books? Yeah. So in the books, okay, okay. Here's my answer. I don't think he's going to. Um, someone said this here. I don't know who said it. I'm looking real quick. Someone said there must always be a Stark, you know, at Winterfell. Right. Someone, so, so someone quoted that here, um, and that's the truth. So when I think about like, imagine a like the the youngest Stark, you know, right. and all of his si- older siblings went through all of this craziness, you know, and all of this uh, heartache and woe, and he grew up in that time. Imagine that what a hard, you know, like a hardened. Um, you know, kid he would be, you know, like this, this, and almost just sort of like, uh, not trusting anyone, just, uh, not ruthless, but sort of like, I don't know, he have this stern, like the sternness to him. I don't know. I think he would be someone who, when the series is over, you know, he will be the next, you know, um, he, he's the Stark that's left sitting in Winterfell, you know, we return him and then, all of his older siblings had to face all this stuff and it was super hard and upsetting, but like he's that male, he's that male member that, uh, you know, line that will continue brand, you know, no, uh, I don't, it seems like that's not going to be based on the show. He's going to be the three eyed crow and do his thing. Um, and it seems like, you know, Rob's obviously gone. Uh, Jane, uh, Westerling did not have that child. So you don't have that happening. John is possibly a Targaryen. So who's the Stark, you know, boy that's left over? And it's it's Rickon, yep. you know? Yeah. So I feel like he has to survive. I feel like he has to live. Um and he he may come back, you know, uh you know, with with maybe one of those uh, other oh gosh, where where is he at again? What's Skag- uh, what's, what's the, name of the island? Okay. So perhaps he's there and he's with one of the you know, uh, his father's bannerman, and they, they come back, you know, uh, and he's riding at the head of this host, but he's not really there to fight. He's just there, you know, as a, as a figure, you know, uh, to sort of rally behind. That's kind of what I think he might be. So and I, I more so think, like, when the dust settles and you get an epilogue, he's one of those characters who's left over, you know, ruling when his siblings had such, all, you know, all, all this hardship that they went through. That's kind of what I, yeah. I feel like it'll, it'll end up being. So, Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Um, let's head back over here. Let's do another Raven real quick. Uh, we have a new uh, Raven. Uh, we, we have a Raven from someone who we haven't heard from before. So this is uh, Lord William Fryer, actually. Mm-hmm. So shout out to him. He says, hi, BTK cast. Um, Lord William, we'll, we'll just, you know, this is your first time. So uh, we just want to let you know it's, it's, it's Sir Ezra and Sir Matt. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> Where, is that informal or formal? Am I am I asking him to be informal or formal there? I because I, right. I want him to use our names. You know, it's like yeah, we want to be on a first name basis, right? So, mm-hmm. anyways, 
So he is from Australia, started his uh, first desk job earlier uh, this year in March and was suggested by friends to listen to the podcast. Uh, he searched Game of Thrones and since finding Bend the Knee, uh, he has been addicted. Uh, sorry it's taken so long to participate, but you have to forgive me. This is my first time following a group slash podcast of this type. Lord William, uh, yeah, no no need to, to to forgive. You're fine, man. This is awesome. Uh, I'm super glad. We've been encouraging people just to reach out to us, so it's nice to hear from someone who's been listening. It's nice to hear someone in Australia is listening, too. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite part of the show is Follow Up Fridays. Some of the Ravens coming in are so detailed, bringing up theories I never would have considered on my own. Uh, my favorites are any that uh, take into consideration Rhaegar Targaryen, Ned Stark, or Sir Arthur Dane, Sword of the Morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are all the um, th- they are all great men shrouded in mystery. Agreed. Uh, I love those. I love I love talking about those characters as well. Uh, I am show heavy, uh, having not yet read the books. I first started watching Game of Thrones when I uh, when it was first released. When my best friend who was reading the books suggested we follow it together. Since the first episode, I have eagerly been awaiting the next, making a tradition of meeting uh, each time, creating a huge feast of food and drink for the occasion. I have recently done a rewatch and in, in anticipation for the new season. It is crazy how much more you notice and the little hints you find for the future. My thoughts on Danny and John in the final season are that one of two things will happen. Danny and John get married, making the the children uh, Targaryen. Yeah, making children Targaryens. Um, Danny is pregnant with triplets, three heads of the dragon, and the three dragons uh, she born uh, out of flames. But uh, number one, White Walkers are defeated, but right at the end, Danny falls into labor, similar to Summerhall, and dies in childbirth, leaving John on the throne with the future of the Targaryen family. Now, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, John dies... N- okay, number two. John dies in battle, killing or helping defeat the Night King, uh, leaving Danny on the throne, uh, surviving um, her birth of triplets. So, okay, one way or the other, um, we've got uh, Lord William kind of saying that, you know, either Danny dies or, um, you know, Jon Snow dies, right? Right, right. Okay. So uh, that's that's interesting. He says, I don't see any situation where both survive. The one who lives, um, the one who lives looking after the future of the Targaryen family and the throne. So the one who lives will be looking after the future of the Targaryen family and the and the throne. Uh, so whether that's John or Danny, either one. This would definitely be a bittersweet uh, ending. You uh, you have the power. You've got the throne. And children, but you are alone, uh, losing your love. Yeah, that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? So it's like yeah. you won, but you know um, you lost that person that you were in love with. You know, so that would be interesting. Um, this would. Oh, I don't think anyone, uh, but these two will be on the throne, and I don't think it will be split into seven kingdoms. That would cause um, like a fraction or chaos between the major houses. So again. Um, He's kind of saying that, you know, we'll keep the kingdoms together and that uh, basically no one else is going to sit on the throne. It's either going to be John or Danny. So we've got to narrow it down there. Okay. Now, as for his um, backstory on some of his house, I love these. These are a lot of fun. Uh, Friar is a small but proud house with a fierce friendship and loyalty uh, for the Danes. (laughs) 
Of course. Of course. Uh, residing in our ancestral home um, of Friar, located between Starfall and Black uh, and Blackmont. Uh, we have regularly been marrying off our sons and daughters with the Danes for generations to keep our connection strong. Uh, I believe the time is right um, while, the ro- while the realm is distracted by the coming undead army to the north to create a name for myself and bring glory to Dorne. My house will finally press the advantage and defeat our weakened arch-rivals, um, the Tarleys, who have lost their leader and future in Randall and, and, uh, and Dixon. Hornhill will have taken for Dorne. Uh, Hornhill will be taken for Dorne, and the Friar name will finally be known to the realm. I would just like to say thank you for all the hard work you guys put into the podcast, and I can't wait to see the results of all the theories when the final season is released. In the words of House Friar, um, hard will be the battle we fight, but deep are our hearts. That is so epic, man. Uh-huh. I like I like it's 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 woven in there in, in, in such a way that like they're close with the Danes. I mean, here's the thing. So, I mean, Lord William, I need to know, like, do you guys have, you know, so, like a like a sword? Is there something, is there like a... Uh-huh. Um, you know, like a step down from the sword of the morning that you guys are, are like the like the right arm of the sword of the morning in some way where, where you guys like a position, you know, that's mm-hmm. maybe passed down. Is that something that's that's uh, a part of your guys's, you know, history or uh, what have you? That's really cool. Love that. So uh, any thoughts there, Sir Matt, just on, you know, the uh, Danny and John situation there? Well, real quick, uh, he had also sent this message to us on, on Facebook. And, uh, oh, did he? Yeah, and I said, thank you, Lord Fryer. We'll make sure to use this in the upcoming show. He said, woo, I can't believe I'm going to be on the show. On follow-up Friday, made my day. I said, yeah, it'll be in next week's, which is the one recording. So he's like... Oh, nice. Yeah, so... That worked out. Yeah. But, oh, cool. Uh, cool, cool, cool. yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. The Danny going into labor. I mean, it, it, it's... The connection to Summer Hall was right. really cool. Super I like, cool. You know, the idea. Yeah. So... I don't know. I think uh, the more I think about it, uh, if it, 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 people we we're all we're all hung up on this on this bittersweet ending, but that could be anything. Right. You know, that could just be anything. I feel like, and so I don't know. Like Danny and John, obvious choices to sit on the Iron Throne. I think if you want to go, that's most people are leaning that way. Uh, if you want to be edgy and, and and take a risk you, there's a couple other guys you could you could toss um up on that throne and, and and it would maybe make sense but uh it's it's tough to see and i'm the one who i think has said that i think the kingdom might fracture yeah you know, i've said that before and that it might fracture into into seven and we might be back to where where we start with these different kings you know a king in the north and and uh you know king in the reach in different places so We'd still have a prince in Dorn, but you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, sorry, just slam on the Dornish. Um, just kidding. I mean, actually, technically, the Danes are Dornish, so there you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get. With, uh, I'm starting to get with you a little bit about this whole. Are we too hung up a little bit on the idea of it's going to be bittersweet? Then you, like I think. Yeah, because what does that even? What What does right, that mean? What does that mean? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. Any other uh, stuff that you find there in the in the, in the group? Some interesting. Oh uh, yeah, sorry. Let, let, let me go, let me go back there. I was uh, I was I was I was looking up because I was like, oh, I think that's the one uh, I I wanted to I wanted to read. So uh, give me a second here. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, there was one more I I wanted to mention. 
Um, uh, Tyler Fen- uh, Fenton. I keep forgetting to post this, but a few shows back, the dragon binder horn was brought up and just uh, and just who might be blowing in the winds of winter. I remember seeing a Reddit post ages ago about how it may be Tyrion since he uh, swallowed up uh, the river while fighting the stone men, basically saying that he'll be turning into stone from the inside out, allowing him to blow it without harm, thus fulfilling the three heads prophecy and so on. If the horn is uh, legitimate, could this work? Thoughts? Wait, uh, it's not um, right because because that sounds from because Tyrion because Tyrion because Tyrion, you know, almost like drowns like he gets a bunch of water when he's fighting the Stone Men. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, because didn't we have someone talking last week? Last, last week, week we were week? talking about the st- what if a Stone Man tried to do it, right? But the Stone Men are out are stone on the outside, and he's saying what yeah. if what if Tyrion by drink getting some of that water in him is stone on the inside. Okay, wow. Interesting. Well, first of all, that's going to be hard to kind of uh, cut out, you know, if he ever needs to get rid of those uh, those stone lungs that he ends up getting. But, yeah, I right. get that. Maybe there's some magic. Maybe it's actually not just like that it's stone, but th- there's some leftover magic in that water, right. you know, from Mother Roin. So, yeah, that that could be. That's, that's an interesting thought. Um, or is it – here's the other thing, too. Can a Targaryen? Does it depend on your blood? Does it? You I mean because because Danny could blow that right and uh, right. You know she doesn't get you know, fire doesn't uh, affect her. So those people were were burned and blackened from the inside out. You know uh, the blood vessels in her lungs and and, and everything th- they resist that that fire or whatever that power is. I mean it's something that she could herself blow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, possibly. I mean, yeah, I, that, I, I think I think, I think so. so. Yeah. So it, they may try to blow it, and it may do something, but maybe maybe it has to be a Targaryen. Maybe this is some type of, you know, um, you know, s- since she can handle, you know, she can walk through fire, she can blow that horn, and and, and maybe it has a different effect when she blows it. So that's kind of what I I for I've always kind of foreseen happening uh, with the horn. They're they're arguing right now with Victorian Greyjoy uh, as to who's going to blow it, and he's basically going to force one of them, and they're going to die. Um, and they think it's going to bind uh, those dragons, but I'm not so sure. I, I kind of think he's going to be uncovered. He's going to be, you know. Uh, and I also, I also wonder too: is he going to blow that ahead of time? And he's going to try to like, isn't that going to kind of piss her off? Doesn't he want to try to win her over, uh, and then maybe um, use the horn as backup? So sorry, I went down a Victorian Greyjoy. Um, That's okay. That's what we do there. here. But like, yeah, I'm just thinking to myself like out loud here what what's he going to do uh when when he, as he's approaching Slaver's Bay and different things like like what's his what's his what's his uh he's cuz he's trying to he decides on the way there that he wants to maybe claim her um as his own wife you know uh, instead of you know claiming her for Euron Greyjoy his his brother who he doesn't really know anymore and doesn't really like and care for cuz he's been away for so long uh and he has the respect of most of the men uh in the fleet so Victorian or Victorian, however you say it, um, is is I think the guy who's going to uh, try to go in there and win her over, and you know he might present her with the horn or talk about it or use it, and then it fail, and then they 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 will take it from him. Right. You know. Right. Right. So I don't know. Just my thoughts. On For that. sure. Okay. Let's see. 
Um, I think we might have gone over this one. Did you see the one from uh, Derek Derek Wood in the in the group uh, here? In here? I'm looking at it right now. The about the yeah, foreshadowing. Oh no! Where's that? I wanted to. See oh it, yeah. well, he also has he has one in the group. Foreshadowing is mentioned frequently in regards to Ned's death, such as Robert telling Ned, "I'll have your head on a spike," and Jory telling Arya, "The easiest way to kill a wizard is to cut its head off." As I heard Jory's line, it hit me: the foreshadowing that Ned is actually alive. Uh, it's a faceless man. A faceless man could be considered a wizard because of their ability to change their appearance. I could be reaching as Ned being alive is my favorite theory, and the other one I want to be the most true thoughts yeah yeah um so what do we have we got some comments here from people um let's see i just read this before i saw your tag and knew well let's see okay paul wood can someone state the clues of how ned is slash became a faceless man i have read game of thrones twice uh and once or more though um only ned chapters and i don't see any signs that he uh that he hung out at the uh, House of Black and White, but I wasn't looking for it. Oh, what? Okay, so they're asking more about just that that theory, right? So Derek's kind of uh, brought that to the the discussion. Um, I think it, isn't it, Sir Matt? Just that it's more that like he um, like in the sh- isn't that a show theory? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That he's like praying beforehand and stuff like that, and then you've got uh, you've well also because got people, in, in the show yeah, in the show yeah, we see it from because we see that scene in the books from Arya's perspective, and she's like pretty far away. Yeah, yeah, and Jr. goes on to mention the theory is that a faceless man took his place, not that he is a faceless man, right? So that a faceless man took his place and that he, he was not beheaded, right? Right. Uh, so there's so there's that. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, we talk about that a little bit uh, in episode sixty. Um, so if you want to go back and listen to that, uh, here we go. Bannerman um, has no name, just my two cents. I tend to think of theories related to Ned still being alive as uh, being in the "I hope" or "what I do if I was Gur" theory category. I don't see it as being feasible. Or what Gur is going to do, more likely, I think, Varys, in service to the Targaryens, perhaps, planted the seed of ideas um, that led to this, the strategic death of Ned and Robert and John Aaron. Uh, let's see what, i get some more here. Derek Wood goes on, replies to that and says, um, I get what you're saying, uh, but who would have even imagined Catelyn uh, being revived? Uh, Gur's world is crazy, so anything is possible. Uh, Bannerman has no name says true my greatest wish is that when we all read the final book and this uh, thing is done it's an ending that makes us all uh, collectively say wow no one ever thought of that and I think that is sort of the that, that's why people can can sort of look at the Ned uh, is Ned still alive or, right. or you know was was that guy a faceless man uh, theory is because Gur could I, I Gur could do that you he know could. like like that is something you know I don't know if it's there. There's uh, evidence for it. If there's there's um, anything that supports it in the book, really, um, I think it's a bit of a stretch. But yeah, like the, like there needs to be a little bit more evidence, I think, in the book to to support that one. But right, I don't know. Yep, I agree. Uh, okay, there was one more I found here that was from Derek as well. Let's see if I can find it again here. 
I, we might have talked about this. Did we talk about his comment on uh, Silverwing and, and going north of the wall? Did we talk about that? Maybe that might have been a couple episodes ago. That might have been. You know, and <clears throat> I, I just can't. I, I think well, we may have. He was talking about yeah. the context of Fire and Blood. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, here, here I have one. Uh, one from Lady Jade. Um, what are people's thoughts on Baby Sam book and show? I think he is an important character, perhaps the key to destroying the White Walkers. Uh, huh. Lord Adam Parker says, I believe Jon Snow will take an obsidian dagger with baby Sam's blood on it and drive it into the heart of the Night King, turning him back into a normal person and dying in the process. This ending would make uh, this ending would make Sophie Turner say that it's not a happy ending. Wait a second. So the the blood of the baby? Yeah. Sam's baby. Yeah. Um, Maybe Sam, the little one that they took from Craster. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So you would need to like well, you're not we're not killing that baby though, right? I mean that's Well, maybe. I don't know. Well, yeah, we're just using a little bit of its blood, kind of like what we see when right. you think uh they're going to kill one of the bastards, but really it's just they they just need some some of their blood and they leech the blood. Right. You know. Well, they may um, need all of it. Man, Sir Matt. Well, I mean, this is girl we're talking about. Goodness, that'd gracious. be a lot. More, that'd be a lot more shopping, sh- shocking than back to the nip. Okay, I'm just saying. You can uh, you yeah, kill a baby. You used be. to have a baby. I don't even know if you can show. Can you show that on TV? Even HBO? No, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> what is? Wrong? Oh, I'm just saying, man. Uh, no, I, I I know, I know, I know. Um, yeah, no, no. One of the worst things I thought they did was um, uh, when when they ended up killing um. Oh, what's her name? Shireen Baratheon. Yeah. In the show. Yeah. That was awful. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They already they already killed little kids. They killed Rickon. They killed, you know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right. So I don't know. Whatever. But uh okay. So that one though, I got a question about that. So I think I that? I think I think Lord Adam Parker's obviously just saying taking a little bit of the baby's blood. Oh yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know. Yeah. But like so, that's ba- 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 basically that's how you would destroy the Night King. Yeah, is that you would you, maybe, maybe, take an maybe obsidian that, dagger? Maybe you need that blood, that that baby's maybe that like that baby's blood or something. That right. They, that the crash. So gives. well, but I'm just wondering what's special about that baby. You that's know? the thing we and, don't know, and, and why is it still a relevant character? Right. Yeah. What? What? Why? Why is his blood so special? I don't know that it is. I think it was just that he was willing to sacrifice uh, his children for their for their, um, you know, so that way that 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 uh, they could survive and they could kind of continue, right. continue on. I, I don't know. It, yeah, it, yeah. So, okay. Uh, anything else here? I mean, we've got uh, got a few more minutes here. Uh, um, um, let's see here. Um, oh, really, uh, just kind of quick here. Alex Nuss said, has anyone read the Duncan Egg graphic novels? How do they compare to the books? Um, I have uh, read or I've le- I've read I've skimmed through them um, and like Barnes and Noble. And um, I have like used a lot of images and stuff like that. Uh, I think they're sweet, as is the Game of Thrones graphics novels. Um, mm-hmm. obviously they're far more stripped down versions, but, uh, I think they're really good. Like the artwork is really good and they're, they're a cool companion 
um, to it. I, I don't know if there's anything that is specific to the graphic novels that could cause you to think of like theories. I'm sure there are. I'm sure that people have done that. I'd have to go look. Actually, I would love to get those and, and, and really read through them. But uh, uh, I, th- I think they're really good. Uh, Regine says she likes them. Lady Jade says she like uh, likes them. Um, Gary Turner is saying they're fantastic. Everyone who has who has them seems to think they're really good. Yeah, yeah, they are. I was gonna I was gonna get that actually. The um, we talked about maybe doing that even for a for a giveaway. Mm-hmm. Um, it is yeah. a, it's a neat. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I'm not. I don't. I mean, I like the. If you can listen to the audiobook, it's definitely. Mm-hmm. Worth it, but the but the, just to go look at the pictures. That's I mean they did such a good job illustrating, you know, that uh, graphic novel that it's, you know, I love seeing people posting you know, pictures of it and stuff uh, because it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So, all right, um, all I don't right. really well, see anything else right do now. Do we have any? Uh, let me let me check let me check the Instagram here. Let's make sure we we've we've, we've checked everything here. Well, I mean we've got little things, you know, um, just some stuff here. Someone mentioned about the bastards being able to um, show up at court, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of interesting because House Baratheon is oh. basically founded by yeah, I have one. you know a bastard you know I have uh, one I think here, it's actually. Aegon the Conquerors. I have a, I have a good yeah. I have a good one here um, from bastard from brother. from Matty uh, from Matty V. Actually, he told me to call him something else a while a while back, so I don't have to keep calling him Matty V. But now it's so far back I've uh, forgotten. He just said to call him. Matt. Well, you better find it, man. Because he I said he said call him Matt. Sorry, yeah, yeah, it's on the it's on the Instagram. Um, yeah, he hasn't hit us up in a while. Um, listening to Monday's show, I know there's been speculation that uh, Varus is a Targaryen loyalist. If that were the case, why would he tell Robert that Danny was pregnant? If he has, uh, if he has to mean he's a, se- it has to mean he's a secret Blackfire, right? And his grand plan is young Griff on the throne. If he's a Blackfire, then who could he be a descendant from? Oh wow! Let me think. So, okay, so you go ahead. Well, yeah. If because uh, we were wondering that too. See, see, see. Sometimes we get caught up in thinking that Young Griff is actually a legitimate Targaryen, right? But he very well could be a Blackfire. That's who. And that's what is, most. I would say that is what the majority of the community thinks. Yeah, and so and so so if he is a Blackfire, then makes a little more sense as to why Varys is okay with us. You know. um, because they're hoping through all this chaos, even maybe they're even wanting to use the Beggar King um, uh, Viserys to, you know, show up and with with uh, Khal Drogo's horde, cause right. some more chaos, let that dust settle, and then bring in Young Griff. Right. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he's their, um, well, which you know, the, the ace in the, you know, ace right. in the hole or something. I don't know. He's he's something that they're that they're waiting on that they're that they're going to use these other two Targaryen children to sort of. Um, let uh, all that chaos ensue, mm-hmm. whatever, and then they come in with the Golden Company, uh, fulfilling sort of Bittersteel's vision. You know, maybe coming right. in there and uh, and and you know, the Blackfires are get, get a chance to rule. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of crazy. Yeah, you know, because um, their legacy has been that they get defeated time and time again, and so on. Now, who would the question is? And I wish I had a chance to go. Do a little bit of digging here because um, House Blackfire, right? Mm-hmm. He has all those sons, but I believe he has daughters too, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. 
So you look at the female line of of uh, House Blackfire, and perhaps Young Griff is someone who, you know, came from that line. Maybe the name got kind of mixed in with some other people, um, and he ends up, you know, maybe his trueborn name is 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 something else, but he's definitely a Blackfire descendant and just takes that as his name uh, when he comes back across the... I mean, right now, he's, he's coming in as Aegon Targaryen. That's the thing. Right. He's been told that he's Aegon Targaryen, and that's what is going to rally people to his cause. Because who's going to rally around the Blackfires? Absolutely, you know? yeah. Well, well, I mean, you'd have to go back a ways, right? I mean, right now you have sort of like people who who supported Robert Baratheon during his rebellion, and then you still have those people with Targaryen banners up. But then go back even further, and you still have people who have uh, the Blackfire banner, you know, uh-huh. um, up. You know, the the, the Checky Lion, you know, and all the his his sons, you know, dying in the Blackfire rebellions. Um, so you do have half a kingdom that not too long ago uh, was in support of Damon Blackfire and would possibly remember him. But uh, I don't know who, who Young Griff could be descended from if he's if you look at just the Blackfire side of things mm-hmm. other than Maley's the monstrous you know who had the extra like you know side head or whatever which is kind of weird right. so I don't think I don't think it's him do you you know it sounds like he was killed and he didn't have any offspring yeah right yeah uh I, I, so, yeah I I don't I don't know I mean we don't really know though I mean a lot of those a lot of those Blackfires that we just kind of lose Right, like the history on them isn't a hundred percent exact. Like we don't know what really happened over there. Well, and we we may get more in in Fire um, and Blood. Well, yeah, it would, so it would have to be do... it would have to be Fire and Blood Part Two. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it would, it'd be it'd be a while. Yeah. And he has a while to get you know the Winds of Winter out, and then possibly right. leave us some more clues there, and then you know tell us more and. And Fire and Blood. Let me look up here real quick. House Blackfire. Uh, it's an extinct noble house from the Crownlands, uh, cadet branch of House Targaryen. It was founded by Daemon uh, Blackfire, one of the great bastards that was legitimized by King Aegon the Fourth. Just trying to look at so you've got the first, second, third, fourth rebellion, the War of the Nine Pity Kings, which is where you get to uh, Melee's the Monstrous. And uh, he's, the, he's at the head of the Golden Company, so that's that's the connection people are kind of making, is that the Golden Company uh, immediately sort of know... It's just as that they know his identity. Um, doesn't necessarily say that they know that he's a Targaryen. They just know his identity, and it seemed to be like they were in on the plan. Right. Uh, let's see here if it gives you any... Yeah, doesn't really say a whole lot here. I'm looking at possible uh, descendants... He's got uh, his sons Aegon, Aemon, Daemon, uh, Hagon, who had a wife uh, and had a son named Daemon. He had another son named Aenys. Two sons. It says just da- daughters, multiple. Um, let's see. Oh, this is interesting. Let me click on this real quick. Kala or Kayla? Kayla Blackfire was the daughter of Daemon Blackfire the first, um, and. Rowanna of, of Tyrosh. Prior to the first Blackfire Rebellion, um, Kayla's father, Damon, agreed to wed her to her half-uncle, Sir Agor Rivers. Say what? <laughs> so there's a little, um, you know, bitter right. steel. Marries into the Blackfire family. Marries, in, marries one of Damon's, you know, um, daughters. 
So was there something? So it just leaves it there. There's nothing else, you know. Could it be something like that, you know, to where they had a secret son, you know, because because again, they're over in um, Essos quite a bit. So could something have happened? Could there have been, you know, other secret Blackfire children? Absolutely, there could have been. Oh, so, tons. Yeah. So so there's that. I'm just I'm just kind of wondering, like, you know, they keep track of pretty well, like. The fact that like Aegon and Aemon didn't have sons and were killed, you know, and stuff like that right. with their father and stuff. So it's a, it's sort of like Hagon ha- marries and has you know Daemon um, the second. Really, I mean, it's sort of like the the next Daemon Blackfire. Right. So yeah, it's kind of tough to keep track of. If you look at their family tree, there's really not a whole lot to. Well, go yeah. Here's the other thing about the term Blackfire, right? Like we. We sometimes use it interchangeably. We we because if you look at it, then there's Damon Black, Damon Targaryen, right? Who we yep. who we know as Damon Blackfire, and then there's Aegor right. Rivers, who just kind of establishes House Blackfire, right? Mm-hmm. But like, yep. well, by that standard, because by that standard, then like Blood Raven is a Blackfire, right? Because he's 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 not, you know, he he's he's not he's not a true Targaryen. He's a bastard. So does that make, you know, so that's that's something else sometimes too. I think people get mis- mixed up in a little bit well, when they're yeah, talking about theories he... and stuff like that. And so, because if you're talking about, if you're talking about, is it one of Damon Blackfire's kids or is it a descendant of Agor Rivers, Bittersteel, as a Blackfire? Well, and see what I was making, the, the point is, is that um, one of, so I, I, you know, Damon Blackfire, yeah, he established, that he just said, "This is my house. I'm calling myself Blackfire because I have the sword Blackfire." And end of story. I am House Black for, but Blackfire. So then he has he marries what's her name from Tyrosh, and he has a crap ton of kids, a right. bunch of kids. And then this, I I just thought it was I was I was looking. I was like, wow, I, I know Agor Rivers. You know, as another as another one of the great bastards, one of his half brothers, um, who ends up, uh, you know, marrying one of his daughters. Mm-hmm. And so I was just looking at a way in which. House Blackfire could continue, you know what I mean? Because eventually, if you if you look at it, they say the last of like how, when you read about Maylie's the monstrous, they say that's the end of House Blackfire. Right? They, they say it's it's come to an end. You know, he was one of the last known descendants. Well, if you look at the female line, and you have someone like Kayla Blackfire who married um, Agor Rivers, who has that bastard name, you know, of Rivers. You know, could there be some offspring there that really, you know, what mm-hmm. what what at that point do they call themselves like rivers or or do they exactly. like what what do what do you, what do you call yourself? You I mean do you take the Blackfire name or do you? I don't know. That's just where it's kind of confusing to me. You know, mm-hmm. right? Well, how many how what, many rivers do you have? You know, because obviously they're getting married to other people and they're, you know, that gets to be kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, because House Blackfire is founded by Damon Blackfire, um, and then you have yeah Agor Rivers over there doing his thing. So you know it's possible he's like you're saying he's a Rivers or something. So yeah, because the question was just asked, you know, like like how would he be connected? How would Young Griff be connected to the House to House Blackfire? And I think it's it's tough. You have the if you look at, if you look up um, House Blackfire and you look at historical members, you will see. What we're kind of talking about, uh, Aegon is his firstborn son. So Damon has his, his sons, Aegon, Aemon, uh, and then uh, Damon Blackfire, his third son, 
uh, who led the brief second Blackfire Rebellion, which happens in Mystery Night, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and then you've got Hagon Blackfire the first, uh, his fourth son, heir to his older brother, uh, Demon the second. He led the third Blackfire Rebellion. So, and then you look at like um, from Hagon on, it's he has uh, Hagon's eldest son, whose name was Damon, <laughs> led the fourth Blackfire Rebellion. Um, and then you've got Aenys Blackfire, who is his fifth son. And then you've got Kayla Blackfire, his daughter, married to Sir Agor Rivers before the Black before the first Blackfire Rebellion. And there's just no mention of any of their children. But I think they would have had children. I'm imagining. Right. Uh, and he says, and it says two other sons and at least one other daughter. So he had a bunch of of children. So for me to think that that Maley's the monstrous is the last Blackfire just doesn't add up. I think there could make more of these, more of his children, more of his daughters, and and maybe even another son uh, could have. You know, they just they just chose to not come back over to Westeros. They in Essos they just you know they stayed there because they were getting beat and defeated. And then when Agor Rivers is defeated. They're done. They're done for. Right. So, you know. Oh, man. Sorry. Okay. Little uh, Blackfire history there. Hey, that's okay. That's what we do. So, all right. Um, I think that's, uh, you know, I think that might be it. That's all I have Raven. Well, I've got a couple other Ravens, but I want to save them for next week and, and hopefully continue to get more. Uh, thanks to Lord William uh, Fryer uh, and, uh, you know, Sir Gibbs for sending us in Ravens. Uh, this week and everyone who participates in the Facebook group uh, definitely go check that out and if you're uh, hopefully this is just like a we just wanted to try this out if yeah. um, if you're in the Facebook group and you want to start a thread and have some serious dis- uh, discussion and you leave some uh, you know comments or you know comments with quotes or pictures and stuff like that it'll definitely get our attention and, and we might uh, use it in follow-up Friday yeah so so all right, well, let's go ahead and sign off. And in the words of House Oakheart of Old Oak, our roots go deep. Oh!